Hi, Jillian. Hi, Ryan. I hope I hope all our things record correctly with this new setup. Me too. I'm trying each week to amp the setup up, but I haven't been uh, where I want to be. So we'll see. Yeah. Like, can you hear me pretty clearly? Yeah. Because my microphone's far away, but I feel like I'm so loud when I edit them. Like your voice is quieter than mine. And I'm like so loud. <laughs> I, I think that's just life. Well, I know that's it's fine. I don't know how to talk at like a normal decibel. <laughs> Right. I'm having trouble controlling the volume of my voice. <laughs> All right. Um, I feel like now there's life stuff I have to catch up with you on. What life stuff? Well, I registered for my first marathon today. Yes, Mazel Tov, a feat that I don't care to do and it's not on my bucket list, but I'm happy for you. Thank you. Well, see, yesterday I just had to run two miles, but my body is in such bad shape. I was trying to put my tilt my pelvis the right way because I have anterior whatever pelvic tilt and then I was just so in my head about like my posture that it was like hard to run the two miles which usually wouldn't be hard for me my therapist says it's better if you lean forward when you run like almost like you're falling but 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 then when I do that my pelvis really tilts back no I think it's supposed to help it tilt forward yeah I don't know I don't know I'm gonna try to just run tonight and not think about it but who knows? And I got two new pairs of glasses. So I'm a whole new person. I have a whole oh new personality God. based on my glasses. Alone. What are we going to do? All right. Um, shout out to one of our uh, friends of the pod who's a uh, pipe burst in her home and she's still oh, dedicated yes. to listening to the pod. Colleen, you're the Colleen, best. We love you. And we're so sorry you're going through all this. And reminder to everyone, get renter's insurance. I know. I, I well, I guess I have well, now you have homeowners, homeowners insurance, insurance or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I was like, if we have to shout out people every week, our shout out this week is for Colin. Yes. All right. Um, do you want to start with Anna Kendrick? Sure. So you texted me last week, I think, and said, do you like Anna Kendrick? I think you maybe don't, but I don't remember, I believe is what you texted me. Yes. And I think I replied with, I like her sometimes, you know, sometimes I don't. Etc. And then obviously she's quote in the news because she directed and is in a new movie. Um, something Alice. Alice Starling. Yes. And she was on Dak Shepard's podcast, Armchair Expert, which I usually don't listen to unless like I find the guests interesting. I definitely don't hate him as much as I used to. I kind of like him now. I remember telling you like I don't know some Dax, he's so boring. But now it's I like him. But the podcast is so emotional and they get into not just with her that podcast in general like they get into such deep topics which is fine but sometimes it's like you just want a podcast to laugh (laughs) I'm like you know but yeah I listened to her whole episode did you listen to it of course because I told you to yeah and what were your takeaways I'm curious I feel terrible for her that she went through this six-year relationship and towards I guess the last two years it was just emotional hell and he was gaslighting her, gaslight the word of 2022. I know, I and he, I couldn't make this clear, but maybe she wanted it to be ambiguous. Like he emotionally or physically cheated on her. But then yeah. when she caught him in it, he made it seem like she was crazy mm-hmm. that, to think that. And she went through two years of like documenting yeah. everything and believing she was crazy that she had made this up and she couldn't really talk to anyone about it because he had also made it seem like if you talk to someone about this you're gonna sound crazy like and no she never names me. the person but I ask you who is this person and you sent me he's an actor no he's a cinematographer oh a cinematographer yes okay um, 
but I just feel so bad for her. And like, you really know, don't know what anyone's going through. Like she, Anna Kendrick, yeah. successful, amazing, talented. Oscar buzz. <laughs> Oscar buzz. And yeah. going through. Or she has an Oscar. I don't know. Whatever. No. Up in she, the air. I think she was nominated. She might've been nominated for Up in the Air. Yeah. Um, and she just has been going through hell. And then she took yeah. a year off and worked with two, three therapists that I'm yeah, she got that. down to one. She said, she said, I had two therapists at first and now I'm down to just one. And Dax was like, very good. And then in the, after that year, I guess she's dated Bill Hader. They had a brief relationship, but I anyway. Know. But good. Maybe that's what she needed, you know, a, a date, like to date someone who she knew and was probably already friends with. And it well, doesn't, it's not, it didn't end up being a serious thing, which is fine. You know, maybe that's what she needed. Yeah. But she, and her relationship for this was five years and this six was years. Six, but the one before, oh sorry yeah she did say that and who I was know that Ex- person do you know who that was Edgar Wright he's director he directed Scott Pilgrim I think that's where they met oh uh, I love Scott Pilgrim um but I have no authority in this but I think she is in relationships for too long oh that, I know those are long t- I mean obviously I haven't been in a relationship in a very long time so to me it seems like whoa those are but some people just are very commitment folks and they when they get well, into she thought she was going to marry him they have frozen embryos that's like, and of course is... that's the clickbait that they pulled from dax's article which is kind of fucked up it's like anna kendrick had frozen embryos with this man thought it, it was her person and that's what i saw before you even texted me and i listened to the podcast so it's like but yeah i mean she offered that up like right away when she started talking about he it. offered everything up except for names but right. But I could find it. Within like, two obviously, it's her side of the story. So she's going to be. Um, well, I right. mean, she doesn't say like, oh, I'm right. You know, I'm the I'm the victim of this story. But obviously, I do believe her. And he does sound like an asshole. So what have you? But I'm like, I wonder how he would tell that story if he was on the same podcast. You know what he I mean? He would say she's crazy. Right. And then the the I thought was most interesting and very mature of her. If this is how it went down, the the. Oh, this is what I meant to text you. I as soon as I heard the story, I was gonna be like, "What is this boyfriend, Jamie and Kathy from last five years?" It's like <laughs> the same story. They're both creatives. Very she, true. Like leans in him is so in love with him, and then he starts pulling away and cheats on but, her with other women. But obviously, the successes are different. Yes, but I was just like, "Jamie's <laughs> over, and Jamie is gone." But she That's- says the girl that her boyfriend had this affair with, which I think it was physical and emotional. She, Anna Kendrick texted her and was like, Hey, I know you don't know me. Um, you might think that like, I hate you. I don't, you know, if you ever want to talk, let me know. And she's like, the girl's like 25. So she's like, I'm expecting her to not say anything, reach back. And she said, immediately she texted Anna and was like, yes, I would love to talk to you. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Which I feel like that happens when people are in these like abusive relationships or with someone who's like a narcissist or you know has serious issues because no one else knows what it's like to be with that man but so she probably wanted to talk to Anna. well at first I think she apologized like profusely right. it was like it was a mistake I think on so her she's part 25 she's so and young. he is like 45 I guess 47 Anna made a comment like oh yeah a girl who's interested in you who's 20 years your junior or something I was like yeah gross but yeah. I did like when she was like yeah he's in my house that I bought with my money I should be like and then she said she was in the bathroom on FaceTime, like sobbing to her two best friends. And I want to be like, who do you think Brittany it was? Snow. Brittany Snow. Yeah. I was like, who are her two best friends? Like, And I think it was very um, interesting when she talked about like anyone looking on the outside would be like, 
this yeah. is wild. Get out. What were you doing dating this right. guy for so long after? Mm-hmm. But you don't you don't know what anyone is going through. And right. And she even anyone. says in it, she's like, I read an article like years ago about, you know, kind of an abusive situation. And in my head, and it said in it, like that could happen to anyone. She's like, but I had a voice in the back of my head that was like, but not me. Right. That wouldn't happen to me. So yeah. And then she was talking about FKA twigs yeah. um, and how she really resonated with like a lot of things she said. Did she reach uh, out to FK Twigs or am I making that up? I don't think so. I think she just talked about like reading a lot of what FK Twigs, you know. And what you were saying about what if we had him do a yeah. podcast responding to it. I, I mean, think- not that I'd want to hear it. I no. just always think that like, I feel like I, I have so much empathy when I hear these stories like on Dax's podcast, but I'm like, oh, I, I'm truly getting there. I'm sure if I told you a story about the dude I just dated, we'd have very different, you, you know, we might have different points of view or whatever but I think you know Dax was very he picked up on everything she was saying about this guy and she he was saying well yeah he felt I this think way. he really helped her I agree and I think that yeah. if this and guy I never helping- liked Monica before and I was so I was like she's so insightful like gosh yes. she's smart and like they've obviously both been to a lot of therapy Monica and Dax to yes. you know help Monica's freezing her eggs right now yeah I feel like I listened to a podcast where she talked about that but anyway, I just thought like Dax Dax picked up on everything this guy had done. So there's no way mm-hmm. this guy could come and say like, mm, that's not how I am. But Dax, oh, like, yeah. your mind, it was doing this to you. And right. Cause Dax done a lot of therapy AA to figure. This I know. Out. And then Dax cried. It was like, a whole I told thing. you everybody cried. Yeah. I, know. I think it was good for Anna. Oh, for sure. And it, and she, I like, she was like, I always listen to this podcast and now I'm here. So I was like, that must have been, you know, very nice. Yeah. It's like if I was ever on the workaholics podcast, you know, Oh dear, a holiday. I've had dreams about it. Don't you worry. Um, <laughs> like I'm going to be on Inside the Actor Studio. RIP James. I mean, Linden. you can't unless his like son does it or something. They do like special guests, like oh. they trade out hosts. It's not as often as it used to be. Are the hosts anyone I know? I, I can't think of her name. And she'd be like me, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> strike she- me dead, mom. But um, she played the annoying neighbor in Babysitter's Club. Or the in annoying- the movie? Yeah. Oh, the older lady at the end yeah. with the greenhouse. Yeah. Uh, you can't stay over. Right. Out of my prunes. She's a very famous actress and very well respected. And this is, I'm going to. Sorry to this man. My mother. Yeah. Okay. Um, right, so I do like Anna Kendrick and I actually read her book years ago when I was like 26. And she obviously always says she has a lot of like anxiety and obsessive thoughts and everything she says about that. I fully relate to. And I can also her father was an alcoholic. Yes, that that whole thing is crazy. She's like, I was just at my father's funeral two days ago. It's just like Karen Huger when she went to the season three Potomac reunion. Um, but yeah, so it's like, I just, I, I, everything, you know, some people I feel like say that they're, they have a mental illness. And then when you hear about it, you're like, maybe they do, maybe they don't want to have everything she said. I was like, yes, this is someone yes. with the generalized anxiety disorder. But I feel like in her book, she mentioned that a few times, but she never went too in depth. Um, it's mostly just stories about her, like, you know, taking the train from Maine to New York by herself when she was like 12 to do Broadway. And that's in the book. I feel like her dad was really supportive and always went with her and like stayed with her in the city. And her mom stayed in Maine with like her brother. So I guess I just assumed that her she dad a was like relationship with her dad. the best, you know, and maybe yeah. she did. Maybe she didn't. Yeah. Are you going to watch that movie? No. Yeah. I was like, you would sob your eyes out. Yeah. Why would I do that to myself? I don't know. It's supposed to be good. Yeah, but I don't. If I, if I need a good cry, I'll turn it on or I'll just turn on like crazy. You'll listen to the theme of uh, Ice Castles. 
Yes. Oh, who said that? I feel like it was from Everybody Loves Raymond or something. Uh, Rory says that to Dean. Oh, if you need a good cry. The okay. theme from Ice Castles makes you cry. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, Alan Rickman, you're reading his diary. Tell me more. <laughs> okay, so I have not read a book since I gave birth nine months ago. And idiot. I know. When, well, I've read many people magazines. Yeah. Uh, I think having a child, you prioritize your off time. And my off time, like when she's sleeping or when she's with grandma and grandpa, like I'm doing the dishes, I'm cleaning my house, I'm doing the laundry, I'm making my bed. Like those are the things I need to do. And reading was not, has not been part of that. And I've been reading or trying to read the same book for a year. Sorry to this man, Stanley Tucci, Taste, which is like half memoir, half recipe books, but I just, that's like, it's like not a real book to me. I just can't get through it. I can't get through it. Yeah. And then Alan Rickman comes along and I cannot put it down. And I've been reading it so much. And well, that's because it's like when you sent me a photo last night, they're like short diary entries. It's a diary. Yeah. It's right. It's not a memoir or an autobiography. And if you don't know who Alan Rickman is, I think our generation and younger probably knows him as Professor Snape of Harry Potter. But I don't agree with that. And I don't see him that way. Mm-hmm. To me, he will always be Colonel Brandon from Sense Sensibility. Was that your first um, time you saw Alan Rickman and you were like, who is this? I don't know because he's in Galaxy Quest and we yes, were, we, we did liked see Galaxy that. Quest. We saw it in theaters with Aunt Janet and Uncle Timmy, I think. Um, um, so I don't know which the timeline, I probably didn't see Sense Sensibility in movie theaters. So. Right. I feel like you, you might've gotten into it after Harry Potter, the first one came out. Cause the first one movie came out in like 2001, 2002. So I went with my sixth grade boyfriend. Okay. Well, anyway, so I'm really into the book. It's very like inside baseball, like who, like the meetings he has in the movies. And it's, it really, it's a grind. He makes like so many movies. He made a TV movie, Rasputin, and <gasps> won Golden Globes and Emmy. Is he Ford. Rasputin in it? Yes. But oh my it gosh, sounds, we need to watch it on the pod. <laughs> it sounds terrible. And he sounds like he had a terrible time making it. Was, did he like direct it or anything or he just was no, acted he, in it? He, I'm only like, it goes by years. So I've only been doing like yeah. three years, I think. Right. He, he just watched Good Will Hunting for the first time. I was like, oh, this was a while ago. Right. He seems to think he should be directing almost everything he's doing, which is fine because he does yeah. direct and, you know, but he seems very, but he does write like, I know I'm problematic. I know I'm an issue. I know this is, you know. Like what Anna Kendrick says. <laughs> yes. Uh, but on to said sensibility, if you have not seen the movie, or I'm sure most people read the book. the book. It's a good yeah. book. Jane he, Austen. Apparently they shot a lot about the men. And then when it was cut, he says, it's so much about the women and that's wrong. We should care about who they're marrying and who they choose. And I went and I'm like, yes, Jane Austen does describe men. And yeah, because it's, it's a like, over 300 page novel versus a movie in right, 90 minutes. But like, of course, it's going to be about the women. Of course, it's going to be about the sisters. And Their course- sense and sensibility. Right. So, Alan, I love you, but I just. Dis- Wickham, who's the bad guy in it? Um, Greg Wise, who is now Emma Thompson's husband in real life. <gasps> oh my and not God. Wickham. Wickham's Pride and Prejudice. Willoughby. Willoughby, yeah. Okay. And Hugh Grant is, um, what's his name? Edward Ferris. Okay. So the men mainly are Hugh Grant and Alan Rickman and Greg Wise. Greg Wise. Yeah. But um, didn't Alan Rickman start acting like way later in life? And you used to well, use he, him as an example of like when you can get into things later in life. Yes. He became, he, his first movie was Die Hard when he was like 42. So I have oh. until 42 to start a movie with Bruce Willis. I um, have it until I'm uh, Vera Wang designing wedding house. 
When did she start designing weddings? I think 50. My favorite Leslie Jones weekend update. She talks about how, you know, she didn't got an SNL until she was like 50. And there are people in life like Vera Wang who didn't start just like, I th- she's like, Jay-Z didn't per- put out his first album until he was like, I don't know, I think in his thirties. And she goes, and Captain Crunch didn't join the military until he was like 62. And that always made me laugh. I love oh. Captain Crunch, the serial. Anyway, I'm really into the book and I will continue reading. And thank you to my All sister, right. Caitlin. R.I.P. Alan Rickman. R.I.P. What did he die of? Cancer. Prostate cancer. Alan. We love you. Yeah. Harry Potter movies are done, but whatever. They're so, oh, but that's another thing I want to say. So Emma Thompson wrote the forward and she says, anytime like we would go to dinner with him, he would insist on paying and everyone would fight him and fight him. And he, all he would say back was Harry Potter and take the check. But was she ever in a Harry Potter, Emma Thompson? Yeah. I don't know, but she, he was in every single Trelawney one. and like the and third and fourth one. Yeah, I think made a good amount of money. What was she in recently? And I was like, Emma Thompson, that's you? She's in this movie called um, Thank You, Leo Grand, where she plays like a widower. I saw, no, like, it's not, that's not what I'm thinking of. But yes, that, and it's like they have a sexual romp, right? Right. Like she hires like a sex worker to teach her how to uh, have an orgasm for the first time. That's what I'm going to do when I'm 42, Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. In the movie, I think she's like, 65. oh, she's Trunchbull in the Matilda musical. Yes. Very which different. I, which I haven't watched yet, but I remember seeing, I was like, that's Emma Thompson. Cause she has, you know, it doesn't look like her. She looks like Trunchbull, which is funny that in the Matilda musical, they're all British kids and it's like a British school. Cause obviously the musical originated in London on the West end, but the book is America, right? Is Roald Dahl British? I think he was American and apparently he was sure. anti-Semitic yeah. dick. Anyway. Yeah. So my next topic is RuPaul's Drag Race. This show has been on for 15 seasons. I have I, not seen one second of it. I never had. I think one season I remember I tried to watch because at work we were doing a fantasy league and I was like, sure, I'll do it. And it's it's a lot like Project Runway. So you kind of pick like who's going to be the winner, who's going to get voted out, etc. But I never followed it. I'm watching this season because two of the drag queens are on TikTok. Their names are Sugar and Spice. They are twins from Long Island, New York. And I started following them on TikTok because they were like on my For You page. And now I'm like obsessed with them. And my friend Ashley and I are obsessed with them. And we text about them. So they are going to be on Drag Race this season, even though they're like 21, I think, and like haven't been drag queens for very long. So I watched it for them. Um, It's only two episodes so far this season. I'm obsessed. I love it. They're, they're it's on Fridays. I like can't wait till Friday to watch them. Now they they also do like Untucked, which is the kind of like short behind the scenes episodes of like um, when they're actually filming and like that's Clark. Sorry, <laughs> buddy. Thank you. And um, so yeah, I just love it. And I feel so like will you know, go back and watch twenty seasons? Maybe if I get COVID or something. <laughs> you know, no, I think I'm just really into this season because, of course, I already have favorites and like people I hate, people I really like. And Ashley does watch it, so, and my friend Ryan, so we, you know, can text about it and stuff. Um, but yeah, I just love it so much. I'm not going to be like, you should go watch it. I mean, I think you'd enjoy it. Like I said, it's very Project Runway. I should probably tell Mom and Aunt Janet to watch it, but. Um, yeah, I I feel like I'll talk about it on this podcast potentially week over week. And yeah, I know. have no reason not to watch it. I just haven't 
Yeah, ever. exactly. I'm and sure that's I how like I it. felt yes. about it. You know, I, I, I was always like, I'll probably love this because I love drag queens. It makes me want to do my makeup so bad. <laughs> like I watch it and I'm like, oh, I just want to go out so I can like do like a, a purple smoky eye with a white winged liner or something, you know. There's like, always fine line. <sighs> Sponsor the pod fine <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, I just love it so much and I'm really enjoying it this season 15, my first season watching it. Good for you. Thanks. Uh, you want to talk about Madonna? Madonna. So Madonna this morning, breaking news. She looks exactly like a drag queen on RuPaul's Drag Day named Sasha Colby. Continue. Uh, that she is doing a world tour and doing the greatest hits. Who cares? And, and she, I kind of like want to go, but. I know we should go. It's there. It's at the garden. Yeah. Anyway, she announced it via a video and uh, of her playing Truth or Dare, which is like a callback to her short film and book Truth or Dare. Oh, see, I didn't even get that. Yes. Um, and Amy Schumer, she plays Truth or Dare. She's at the table. Lil Wayne's at the table. Like Jack Black, Eric Andre, great people. I was like, I love this group of people. And um, so they, so Amy Schumer dares her to go on this world tour. I'm guessing it's this whole planned promotion and then amy schumer starts singing and i have not stopped having tropical the island when i worked at michael's michael's arts and crafts store they played that song all the time la isla bonita and i have stuck in my head all day and i now i want to go yeah anyway but they sing your your favorite madonna song first open your heart yeah Yeah. shout out crossroads um but i bring this up because our sister and mother saw madonna years and years ago and madonna does not allow air conditioning in the th- and the arenas yes because it affects her voice but even this tour august 30th is like what she's coming here like are we gonna be in a ryan oh, ross from panic at the disco's birthday are we gonna be in an arena with no air conditioning sweating waiting for madonna who's gonna come on three hours late well this is my thought about that i think she didn't do the ac quote for her voice and her throat i assume on this tour she's probably lip singing so maybe she doesn't care as much Wow. Oh, Ryan throwing the gauntlet. Come on. No, just because, I mean, Madonna looks like she's in great shape, but if she's going to sing all those songs and dance, she's old. I know, but I also should think she doesn't give a F, like. A rat's ass. Yeah. A tiny rat's ass. What's that from? Anyway, but I was just, all I was thinking of was that she doesn't use air conditioning. I know. I know. I would go just because, yeah, it's the hits and she's got a lot of hits. She's got a lot of hits. They're all also, great. obviously, Amy Schumer opened for her on tour at one time. And that's how they, I think Madonna was a fan of hers and asked her. And they obviously became friends. In that clip, Amy Schumer is like the only one who talks. So I wonder yeah. if they film more spots and like the other people will talk. Or I'm like, is Jack Black just a paid extra? And Amy Schumer got the fee to be like the lead actor opposite her. I'm sure there's other stuff to come or this was the best one or they just... Also, I like Amy Schumer, and I think she's very funny. In Who this doesn't? Clip. A lot of people don't like her, and people huh. think she steals jokes, and there's all these, like, um, uh, watch, YouTube clips about it. Watch the Amy Schumer documentary, Expecting Amy, on HBO. And Did you, you watch will... that before? You... I think I watched it with you, actually, before you were pregnant, right? Before I even thought I yeah, would have Yeah, don't children. watch that if you're pregnant. I don't know. I think you should. No. I think it's, uh, it shows you how I think crazy... Caitlin was pregnant with Kyle at the time, and we were like, don't watch this. I recommend it to anyone, pregnant or not. I just like when Jennifer Lawrence comes to the hospital to meet the baby. <laughs> yeah, I like the whole thing because I like Amy Schumer. Yeah. And she's a, a quite the activist now. Yeah. And ha- halftime vineyard resident. Uh, which I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> it may. 
Um, okay, so I'm still watching Potomac. Mm-hmm. I am on season four, I think. They just the Housewives of Potomac. Yes, they are in the Cayman Islands. But shout out to Gabby. She listened to the pod and she texted me. She goes, You do need to watch Miami. And I was like, When I finished <laughs> Potomac, she goes, I know, I'm happy you're doing that too. So shout That's out to good. Gabby. Um, but yeah, so like, yeah, season four, they're in the Cayman Islands. Anything they say to each other, especially to Giselle and Robin, they it'd be like if I was like, hey, Jill, our friend so-and-so is really pissing me off because of X, Y, and Z. And then the next day you went to that friend and were like, Ryan told me you're really pissing her off because of X, Y, and Z. It's like they just. It's a television show. I know. But and I feel like most of the Housewife franchises do this, but they do it the most. It's like you cannot text or tell anything in this group of ladies. The next day they'll all be at dinner and be like, well, remember you said you hate Jill and you think she's a stupid bitch. Like, and it makes me think of Survivor because one of my beefs about Survivor in the last like 10 seasons, the more recent, is that they all tell everything. They- to Jeff Probst at Tribal. It's like Survivor used to be so secretive. If you have an idol, no one knew. I mean, they didn't even have idols at first, but it's like, if you were working with someone, like no one knew, everything was a secret. And that was part of the reason people would win because they would, you know, not give anything away. That's why um, Jesse was so good this season. Right, because because, yeah. Yeah, like Nicole's like, I won't forgive him for what he did to Cody. And I was like, I do. I thought that was great. That was perfect. He was close. I was like, that's what Survivor is. He wants to win this money for his family. Yeah. And he'll do whatever it takes. Right, I'm going to have to edit this. <sighs> but yeah, so it's, you know, but that's what Potomac reminds me of. It's like, keep some things, you know, cards close to your vest, chest, close to the vest. It's an entertainment. It's a television. I guess. My other question is, um, Candace is rocking a Celine bag this season, a blue one, like a royal blue. Back in the day, you used to really like a Celine bag and want one. Would you still get a Celine bag if someone gave you one? Or is there a newer bag? Or would if you go someone back to gave Birkin? me any kind of bag, I would, but I would never spend the money on these kinds of bags because it's a ridiculous amount of money for you. If you were rich, like, if you were a house. No, I still wouldn't. I still wouldn't. No, it's stupid. So, but if you wanted to buy yourself a nice purse, what brand would you buy? Or you just go to Marshall's right now. I'm rocking a, a I'm rocking one leg spider face tattoo. A a nice diaper bag bag. Um, a fanny pack from Jill. Yeah. So that's, or I'm rocking a Madewell bag I got for Christmas. Okay. So I, no, really? I, I think they're very nice and I like them and I think they're cool. Birkins, Celine bags. But no, it's an unconscionable waste of money. Is Celine still cool? A Celine bag? Yes, but not. It was peak a couple of years ago. Right. A la, like 10 years ago at this point. What's her face from? Uh, Naya from the real world. Exactly. I had two Celine bags or something. We used to talk about that a lot. Yeah. Okay. I have a million other topics and you don't. Go, Do you go. want me to just keep going? All right. No, because I share your topics. I figured. Okay. So. Um, Celebrity Memoir Book Club is a podcast that I think is similar to ours. We should collab in the future. Um, They read celebrity memoirs and talk about them. I don't always listen, but I follow them on TikTok. I enjoy them. They did an episode on Spare, the Prince Harry memoir, and they got it out within like 24 hours of the book being out. And they filmed TikToks about how they did it. They're like, we went to Barnes & Noble first thing (laughs) in the morning. We were the only ones there. I think the New York Post was there and interviewed them. And one of the girls was like so mortified. And the other one was like, no, it's good press. Like, you know, 
because they thought they were just crazy like Prince Harry fans. And New they're York like, no. or LA? New York. They both live in New York. And one of them has a pit bull named Bug. So cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, you know, read it all night long, the two of them. Then they recorded the podcast the next morning at like eight. And then one of them had to like edit it all night. And it was like a three hour podcast. It ended up being like an hour and a half. But I would say if you like me are like peripherally interested, but you're not going to read the book probably or listen to the audiobook, but you're interested, I would listen to this podcast because it gives you kind of the highlights. And I think they have a lot of good opinions about how he's so like into war and like what that says and that like their big takeaway, which I kind of agree with based on, you know, what they were into war. Like he doesn't prefer war, favor war. Okay. Okay. Whatever. He talks a lot about his time in the military and how important it was to him. Yes. But um, they um, talk about how like he will point out things like that are wrong, like racism or veterans not getting care or, you know, poaching. But then he just like points them out and then maybe says like, yeah, that's bad. And she's like, but then he never goes a step further to be like, and I, as a person in power with a lot of influence at a platform could do something about this. And like he did, he did a charity for veterans. Like he does a little bit, but like, I don't know, he does a lot of, and they're like, yeah, he mentions like people are racist to Megan. How bad is that for me and my wife? But he doesn't talk about like the institution of the English monarchy and England as a whole is super racist and colonialism and has been right. They're like, they're like some of the things that's so funny. It's like poaching is happening because your ancestors came to Africa and like fucked everything up. So it's just funny. Um, but do, are you going to read the book? Do you, are you going to buy it? I don't know. I saw it in Target this weekend. I don't yeah. know. I feel it's way more handsome than Will. Yes. When you wrote this in the outline, I was like, yeah. what's there left to talk about? Like this has been. It just seems so stupid, which is kind of fun. Based on the, this podcast episode I listened to, obviously I didn't read the book. Yeah. Like I could read the book, but again, what is there left to know? And it's not his fault that, I mean, it kind of is because he's doing so much press for it, but like that everything's been leaked and all the stories are everywhere, but it's, I'm getting nauseous from it. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's funny. (laughs) Yeah. And I recommend that episode. It was fun to listen to while you walk your dog in the snow. Very nice. Okay. Um, so recent things I've been watching, I finally watched White Lotus season two and I finished it on Friday. I liked it better than season one. There's, that's I feel like that's what people keep asking me. And I'm like, who cares? But I'm like, sure. I liked it better than season one. I thought it was more interesting. I thought all the different characters were a little bit more dynamic and interesting. Um, are you ever going to watch White Lotus? I don't know. I watched like a few episodes with mom like a year ago, maybe mm-hmm. more at patty's house (laughs) yeah and i just never came back to it and i feel like i know everything i don't know well that's i knew a lot of what happened in season two because of tiktok and friends texting and twitter and stuff but i like spoilers so i didn't mind it too much and some of the things like like i would know how a character died but it happened in a different way than i thought it was so like i still was kind of surprised um also, thinking about the things I like, I don't like shows where there's a murder. Like, it's not interesting to me. That's not what it is, though. It's not I know, like, but it's not like a murder mystery or like no, I know. every episode's about murder at all. It's just about like these weird relationships between people and how fucked up they all are. Yeah. And I can't believe you wouldn't support Mike White, Orange County, Survivor School Survivor. of Rock. 
Um, of course, I love Mike White. I've listened to all his interviews and I think it's oh, great. Have you? Oh, yes. He's so nice. And oh, he gets so yeah. emotional. His dad is sick. And it's, oh, it's, oh, so it's well, obviously you watch the Jennifer Coolidge Golden Globe speech, I imagine. We yes. talk about Jennifer Coolidge like every week on this podcast as I edit them. I think her and Kirsten Dunst are probably our most named people. Yeah, but Kirsten over Jennifer. Anyway, so I don't know if I'll ever watch it, but good for you. My takeaways are I love Megan Fahey. She is so amazing. She has two cartilage piercings like I do. Really cool. <laughs> and she's so hot. And she's my age. And in the show, she plays like kind of like, uh, you know, a housewife to rich Theo James, who is so James Franco. It's not even funny. And she has like kids. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're my age. Obviously, you can have two kids and be my age. But it's just funny to me because she seems much a little bit. She's older my age. Show. How would you feel about that? But what I wanted to ask you is, so our good friend Kelly on Twitter, someone tweeted, which fictional character, yeah, do you think would make the best housewife? And she said Meredith Blake, which is a great answer. I said multiple, but my number one answer is Julie Cooper Nickel from the OC. Oh, who would you pick? Um, Amy Poehler and Mean Girls. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I I originally said Jennifer Coolidge and Cinderella Story because it was the first one that popped in my head. But then, you know, I really- Yeah, I was like, you know, I I really thought about it and I was like, who would actually be good? And I was like, Julie Cooper Nickel for days because she'd just murder everyone. (laughs) No, she didn't end up murdering anyone on the show. Um, And then I also watched Banshees of Inishirin. I didn't watch it yet. I keep saying I'm going to watch it and then. Okay, but was it a play? Because I remember on a previous podcast, you said Mark McDonough. Okay, because it kind of seems like a play, but there are certain things that are too um I can't think of the word like cinemographic picturesque that like no like that you couldn't do in a play like I don't know you would need to do it in film but I just love Irish accents and everything's feckin such a feckin dick do you like that kid he's your new oh my god what's his name I can't think of it listen to him on a pod he came like from an orphanage and then went to um like uh acting school and now is like yeah I I do like him in the movie but I wasn't like oh my god Keo is his last name Okay. Brendan Keogh, I think. Right now, I'm Megan Fahey and the British dude, Jack from White Lotus, Leo Woodall. But no, I, I didn't like, I'm not going to be obsessed with him, but his, I really liked his character in the movie. He was like, you know, my fave. Yeah. But um, not the donkey? No, Ginny. Although it reminded me of like my relationship with Clark, his relationship <laughs> with the donkey. It's just a movie. It's like interesting. It's funny, but then like, again, nothing really happens. And, you know, it's, there's not really like a point to it. I feel like. Okay. Well, I'm going to watch it. I have to watch it for the Oscars. So I only got like a month and a half to go. Okay. So, you know, I'm just so caught up culturally on my television and film programming. Proud of you. I mean, not really, but when are the Oscars? March 13th or 17th. Oh, I thought it was February. Okay. Um, I'm currently reading Betty Gilpin's book. What do you know Betty Gilpin from? Whoa. Right. So I, she was on Lost Culturistas a while ago. They were talking about her book. It made me want to read it. I should just start the Lost Culturistas book club. Is it uh, just a memoir? Or, so it's I mean, like just yeah, a memoir. Yeah. It's kind of like essays. And yeah, like each chapter is, you know, a different kind of period in her life. It's really hard to get through because like she's very funny and weird, but it's almost like every sentence is like too funny and too many metaphors and like, Stream that, of consciousness. Do you know her from anything or just Las Culturistas? Like what? No, just Las Culturistas. And she was really funny on it. And they talked about reading the book and how they really liked it. And like 
a lot of the quotes are like funny, but I mean, at this point I'm like halfway through. So I feel like I have to finish it, but it's already overdue at the library. And I have a stack of other library books that all came in at the same time. So I'm like, I don't know if I should even finish this. And she was talking about a show in the book that was like her first big show and like all these people were on it. And she felt like there were so many like amazing women on it, but her character was like kind of like the bimbo. And, you know, it, it kind of sucked that she didn't get as much to do. And she was the stereotype. So I had to go back and look up what show it was. It was Nurse Jackie. Oh, so I was like, oh, 80. And then, yeah, obviously Glow, I think is what most people know her from. Did you watch all of Glow? Yes, I watched all of Glow. Should I watch it? Um, I, I think the first season's great. The second mm-hmm. season's pretty good. And then the third season is not good. If I have the right, if it's only three seasons. I think it progressively got worse, but- um, Is it FX? No, it was Netflix. Oh, do you like Alison Brie? I think I do. Yeah. I used to be jealous because I love Dave Franco and she married him, but now I'm like, good for them. And yeah. he has that Franco gene, so maybe he's a creep. No, I think he's nice and they're in love and they're just happy to be, you know, working actors and in love and married. Um, also, Alison Brie, obviously, in How to Be Single, gets to make out with Durs. So and they did all the interviews together for the movie when they were like doing the press. Promoting it. It was just so fun. I'm like, I bet they had so much fun because they're both fun. And then she ends up with Manzoukas. I know. Yeah. Which is funny. Um, so, yeah, Betty Gilpin's book. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but that's what I'm reading right now. Um, so it can be very brief, but Real Houses of Salt Lake City season finally came to an end. I watched the last two episodes over the weekend. Um, and you had asked a question in our group chat of like, do we think Bravo paid for Jen Shaw's hotel room for them to film? And now I'm like, oh yeah, because uh, Heather and Meredith stayed there too. And it was the palace. So that whole episode was not good until they got to New York for the trial. Right. I was, I thought it was almost over. And then it was like, there's 20 minutes left. And I was like, oh, good. And it was 20 minutes of, yeah, good. yeah. And so that was in July. The the supposed trial. And then she pled guilty. Yes. Which like those friends, do you think they went with her thinking she would plead not guilty? And then she's like, guilty, and then they had to fly home with her or at least like see her again. Of course. I thought they, they went there thinking that she would go to trial and it'd be a full on trial and that the judge jury would decide. Oh, is that why happened. it wasn't a full on trial? Because the first day she said, I plead guilty. Oh, okay. and she had to have known that before walking in. I mean, right. I'm sure they came up with that decision. They could have come up with the decision like the day before. But the lawyers had to prep her and be like, this is your best option. You think? I think. Although the, her lawyer is terrible from what terrible. I've read of the court transcript. Sentencing, yeah. I think when they were doing that prep that week and she and Coach Shaw were in that room. And I, I think her lawyers were probably telling her all along, like, girl. Yeah. You, this is not looking good for you. Everyone else is pleading guilty. They're all saying you're the ringleader. Look at all this evidence we have. Right. And I think that she and she tries to pit it on Stuart in the last episode as like a last ditch. I know it's so stupid. Are they going to even release the reunion? Yeah, they filmed it already. It's only the four of them. Jen's not in it. I know, but like when the episode ended, usually they'd be like next week on the reunion. They did. There was no preview. Oh, there was. Okay, I watched it on Peacock or something, so maybe that's why. Yeah, no, there is. There's going to be a reunion, and we're not going to be able to talk about Jen. So it's going to be so boring to talk about the nothing that happened this season. I just want to know why Heather is so weird now. I know. And like, well, not the that... black eye, even just her. Be- I think fame went to her head. I mean, Rihanna says you're like a down bitch. I get it. But like, I just think she's like a completely different person now. I'm like, all we're going to talk about is the eye. And she's not going to say, yeah. no one's going to say, and we're never going to know. And it's going to be so stupid. And you still think it's both bad Botox? 
Well, if it was Jen, why wouldn't she say so now? The sentencing's done. Everyone hates Jen. Maybe she will at the reunion. Maybe that's, I'm getting, I really don't care about the fucking eye. I really don't care. Yeah. She got a bad eye. <laughs> um, the only Whatever. thing I thought was interesting in the last scene is Heather and Lisa Barlow go to lunch to talk about Jen, which is funny because they're almost always at odds. And then they're at lunch, like, how are you hugging? And Lisa's like crying. And I thought that was very like affecting. I was like, I wouldn't expect Lisa to be so upset. About I think this. every person, woman and gay man who watched that scene had that question in their head. If your friend yeah, who you love did these things, would you still be friends with them? Or can you believe that someone you trusted and loved for years did these things? I, I mean, I, I get it, but like their friend, I know, horrible for them for years. So I would be like, absolutely not. Like, and I think Heather is finally like opening her eyes to be like, yeah, I've been undying. I'm so sick of her saying ride or die. It's like, you've been so loyal to this person for what? Like she lied to you this whole time. Like, and I, I, I did agree with her what she said about like, you know, I'm thinking about all these people, but I'm also thinking about like her not seeing her kids and yes, it's missing terrible. these milestones, which is really sad. But also she's just, she's like sociopathic, you know, like. No, she's like, just, she's disgusting. psychopathic, not sociopathic. But yeah, I mean. I don't think it's a mental disorder. I think it's greed. No, I, it's not the men. It's like her complete lack of empathy. emotion or empathy for other people like you know yeah and again it, that's not true she obviously does have empathy for like her children and people but yeah it's just yeah it's fucking and I told you her Instagram bio is still like direct resource marketing or direct source marketing I'm like bitch take that down and mom was saying that she felt the end of the episode they try to gear it that you feel bad for her and I'm like I don't think so no, I think they, I actually liked what they did with the end of the episode and that they had them had lunch. I kind of would have liked more of it. They kind of ended it a little abruptly or like maybe right. some of the, also Meredith, I don't understand how she completely went from last season being like, you're a horrible person. You've literally like trying to out my son and been horrible to my family to now she's at her fucking trial. And then still a few months ago before, you know, all the, I guess the full final sentencing, obviously that just happened in January, Heather and Meredith were interviewed and they were basically still like riding for Jen. Well, that's what, if you didn't see previous for the reunion, but Lisa Barlow says, how can you not believe me, but you have believed a criminal liar. Yeah. I don't get why everyone says like Lisa Barlow is so good. And they're like, obviously that they might shake up the cast, but Lisa's probably the one who will stay. It's like, she's boring as fuck, especially compared to like other housewives on other friends. And she's an idiot. But yeah, baby gorgeous. So would Amy Poehler as the Mean Girls mom be. I know. I just think, I think she's funny to watch because she's so yeah. like stupid. But right. like, I don't, people think she's like an amazing housewife. And I'm like, why? As I far as like that. entertainment value. And I'm like, right. Her playing shitty basketball with her son who doesn't want to go to college. Like, I'm good. Yeah. I, I the, the season needs to end and we need to figure out. Right. Because- I, was, I didn't know it was the finale and I was kind of like, great. I'm done. I did my piece. I watched. I always laugh. They always do a good job with the title cards at the end of like what's yeah. going on this season. Like I do always laugh. Like, I think they had a good one about like, I don't remember Whitney, like in the first thing, it was like, she's still healing, but bad weather, you know, forecast is looking bad. Like they must have so much fun writing those puns. Like, yeah. you know, whoever at Bravo does that. It just makes me laugh. Potomac yeah. is happening right now, right? Like it's still current. Yes. We had an episode uh, Sunday night. Okay. You can talk about it if you want. It's just that the, they're on a trip right now. Where? And, um, Mexico. Cool. And um, there's an 
housewife Sharice, who was on it like the first two seasons. And then I don't know if she got fired or stuff, whatever. She's back this season. And they are like so veiled talking about how housewives started. And they're basically saying Karen doesn't like Sharice because Sharice got them all in the show and brought this group together and made it successful. But they can't say that because they're being filmed. So they're like, yeah. oh, Sharice brought all of us together as friends. Sharice is the reason we're all friends. Mm-hmm. And you don't. So they're watch- saying like, give her props, Karen. Right. Like, like you wouldn't they, have that, this career if it wasn't for her. That's exactly what they're saying. And okay. Karen's saying just ridiculous, stupid things. I'm like, can't admit anything. And, and they're, they're fighting about the Queen of Potomac. Like Karen wants to be seen as the one who started this all. But she lives she in whatever falls. Now she doesn't live in Potomac. I know. I'm sure it changes, but it changes. Yeah. So you know like, what I don't get about Potomac's this season I'm in right now. They brought Katie back as like a friend of the show who is daddy cuckoo and has the worst wigs I've ever seen. And now they're doing that with Sharice. It's like, I feel like this is, wasn't the norm back in the day. It's like, if you were gone, you were gone. And if you came back though, you came back as a full-time, you couldn't come back as like a friend of, if I'm uh, Sharice, I'm like, no, you fired me. I don't want to come back. The success of Ultimate Girls Trip. People like seeing the old people. I mean, what? the people who were on it previously. Which Heather Dubrow coming back. They see success in this. They're trying to do it. Well, Brandy's coming back, right? To Beverly Hills? No. Um, allegedly. R- allegedly. Rumors. Okay. But sorry, I cut you off there. I'll talk about Sharice and yeah. It's just, I want them to say yeah. she's bravo, the one. Bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. Bravo reached out to her. The production company reached out to her and said, do you know girlfriends? She knew Robin because Robin's yep, husband w- played for her uh, husband. NBA. Robin's friends with Giselle. Somebody got Katie. Giselle knew Karen. Yeah. I don't know who knew Ashley. Like, No, I think she, Bravo probably found Ashley. Right. So, and they're talking about this on the show, but they can't say that. They can't say that we're fighting because you're mad at Therese because she brought us all together to be on the show and to sell our three wick candles and our Robin hats and our podcast and make money. And our fragrance. And so you should be thankful to Sharice and Karen can't say it. Although every Hugh Beauty doesn't exist anymore. I check your Instagram. I'm sure page. many housewife products do not exist anymore. Yeah, that'd be a fun like Instagram page, like post all the. Right. Or I guess I want to post all the, the dogs that people got on reality shows that we never saw. <laughs> I mentioned it last time with Chloe's dog. and uh, But that would be heartbreaking to do the or, research and find out where they are. I, I know. Yeah. I wouldn't want to. I would just be like, hashtag, where is Bella? <laughs> all right. My last quick thing. I saw Ben Savage got engaged on Instagram. Like I saw a post about it. And in a, in a, in a previous podcast, we were talking about how his brother is a creep. And I'm like, so I hope is Ben Savage a creep or he's okay? I think he's okay. Ben Savage can't be that much older than us, right? Maybe like 10 years. Was he married before? I don't know. I was wondering if this is his like second. He was born in 1980. So yeah, he's 10 years older than me. He was born in Chicago, September 13th, birthday of Niall Horan and Ryan Dusenberry. And someone else. Oh, Kennedy from the Maine. Um, Personal life. I was not there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, his only relatives listed are Fred Savage, brother, and Kayla director. I guess. Um, but yeah, Mazel Ben. I was like, oh, that's funny that that was. I think it was like E News posted it or something. So I just thought that was funny. Um, also, I was listening to Spotify before, and on my release radar, you know, they suggest artists, and one of them was Aliana Lohan. No. I was like, what? I didn't please, re- please remove me from this narrative. But I was like, why is she am I suggested artist on Spotify? I just thought that was funny. Um, do you have a New York Post 
uh, segment you want to go into? Yes. Okay. Uh, continuing our segment of New York yes. Post covers. Uh, 10 years ago, January 17th, 2013. It's two different stories. The uh-uh. first story is about a subway scandal and the size of their sandwiches. So what do you oh, think I thought the you meant the is? subway, like the railroad system. No, no, like the um, sandwich mm. uh, empire. What subway packing? Honey, they shrunk the footlong. Okay. The second story is thousands of city kids trudged through freezing rain and endured packed subways yesterday on day one of the school bus strike. What is the headline? Hundreds of, what is it? Subway kids? City kids. City kids pack the subways. Because there's a bus strike. <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the buses. <laughs> bus tards. Oh my God. Yes. What? That doesn't even make sense. It's the New York Post. I know. That's why I thought the first one would be something sexual about the sandwich sizes. Anyway, so there you go. Great. This this day, 10 years ago. Very stupid. Yeah. Um, I I had a superlative question for you, but I didn't remember what it was. But instead, what I wanted to ask you, I was talking to someone this weekend about um, traveling in your car. And then, yes, instead of asking you a superlative question of the week, I wanted to ask you, when we used to travel in the early aughts for travel basketball in our car our father bought us a tv with a vhs player built in that you plugged into the cigarette lighter and we could watch movies we had three vhs tapes in the car what were they love and basketball yes remember the titans no that was when we got the dvd player we had on dvd and i don't know because my next one would be blue crush no really you don't remember I'll know. We had to watch them like a million times because those are the only three we had. And I would get so car sick and be like, shut it off. And you'd be like, no. One is one of dad's favorite movies. Mrs. Doubtfire? No. Shrek. Oh, I guess. Well, after Stuart Little, I would always catch him watching Shrek. And the third one was Billy Elliot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Okay. So of those three, what's your favorite? Love and basketball. Oh, trash. Okay. Um, oh, do you have any current events? Uh, I don't know what's going on with the world to ask you about any of them. No, um, I wanted to go into Boston yesterday, but I didn't because of the snow and my to child. See the was, embrace. Yeah, statue. my child was still of ill health a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. To see the new statue on the common of Martin Luther King Jr. and his wife Coretta and their hands, and it looks beautiful, and I'd like to go. But wasn't he shitty to her and cheated on her? Allegedly. Wow. You can't deny he did some pretty good stuff, though. I know. And when I I was at the nail salon on Friday and they were doing the unveiling on the news. So I learned a lot about the sculpture and that his son uh, went and spoke and then his granddaughter spoke. And she was like, she's young. I want to say she's like 15, but she did a, a very nice job. And she was saying she thinks of it as Love 360 um the sculpture and then the person who made it said that he like loved that and people are like that might become the unofficial nickname instead of calling it the embrace embrace. i think it's weird because they don't have their heads so it looks like someone chopped their heads off and it's just their arms hugging yeah i think it's nice it is but i like where it is and that you know it's in the common that huge it's really big it looks huge yeah um but yeah that's 
Also, on a previous podcast that I was editing last night, you were talking about how they were trying to get uh, Trump on charges, you know, related to January 6th. Did anything happen with that? Uh, no, I mean, they the uh, committee recommended to the Justice Department that they charge him with crimes, but nothing's happened yet. Okay. We could talk about Biden having confidential documents in a- President Biden. President Biden, thank you. But you don't say President Trump. Not my president. I know, but I hate when people say that. So I think it's funny to say that. Yeah. Um, Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Ryan. It's funny to say it. I don't know. It's not even what it's it not means. funny to say it. It's not it's funny at all. So stupid. So stupid. Okay. Um, that Biden had confidential documents in a, a home or library or something while he was vice president. And they just found and apparently just a few documents. And now the Republicans can all be like, hey, well, he's just as bad as Trump. But he's not because Trump to this day is still trying to get those documents not released and is fighting it and saying he didn't do anything. When Biden's like, oops, my bad. I made a mistake. Here they are. Sorry. Well, where are they? Yeah. I don't know. But apparently I never even like, heard of this. <laughs> yeah. Apparently it was only like a few documents when Trump's was like truckloads of boxes that he stole confidential documents i mean all presidents are bad in some way yeah nobody's perfect (laughs) i gotta work it hannah montana okay for six degrees of kevin bacon your person is pedro pascal and i'll let you think don't listen to me talk um pedro pascal was in that new um nicholas cage movie that I can't think of the name, but it's like about Nicholas Cage. Massive weight of unbearable talent or bearable Nicol- weight of massive talent. Yeah. Nicholas Cage is in uh, Leaving Las Vegas with Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker's in Footloose with Kevin Bacon. Wow. Quickie. Yeah. So he's in the show now called The Last, the Last of, Us, of Us based on a video game. Yeah. Is Colin going to watch it? Oh, yes. He's very I obviously knew nothing about that video game. Didn't care. I keep seeing the ads on HBO when I watch White Lotus. And I'm like, this actually looks good. I think I'm going to watch it. But the first episode was an hour and a half or an hour and 20 minutes. Well, it just like sounds like all those other dystopian. Well, know. it kind of reminds me of one season of Game of Thrones where Arya is with the Hound and they're like companions because it's about like this girl and Pedro Pascal has to like be her companion in the zombie apocalypse and like take her across the country. So I just think that dynamic might be interesting. And he's, I like him. He's cool people. Pedro Pascal. Mm -hmm. The only thing I could really think of that he's been in movie. Honeymoon in Vegas. I'm sorry. I just corrected myself. I knew you were looking up something. Um, Was Dune. (laughs) I was like, Oh, he's in Dune. Oh no, that's Javier. Yeah. That's Javier Bardin. Um, Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. I know. And he's in, um, he was in, uh, if Beale Street could talk. Was he? Or is that what it's called? When Beale Street talked? If, which, oh, uncredited, which Andy Samberg one time was on Seth Myers and he went through all the Golden Globes jokes that him and Sandra Oh had to like leave on the cutting Cut floor. And one of them was like, <laughs> if Beale Street could talk, it would say, ow, stop stepping on me. And then it was like, we really didn't have a lot of time to prepare for this. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Did <laughs> you just say he was in Triple Frontier? No, I didn't. Oh, he was in Triple Frontier. We never finished that. I know. That I feel like on The Ringer, they talk about it all the time. And like we were watched it on a plane one time. We never finished it because it was so bad. Yeah. We had such <laughs> high hopes because I love all of these men. I know. He was are- also in Nurse Jackie. Oh, with my, my girl, Betty. Yeah. Funny. Betty Gilpin and Busy Phillips, I think, are both named Elizabeth. But that's a 
shortening of it. And I'm reading both their books back to back. What a world. What a world, Elizabeths. <laughs> I know. It's my middle name. Fun fact for those out there. But I don't think she never explains how they becomes busy. And I really wanted to know. It's probably just a nickname, like came up at a nowhere one day. Well, maybe tune in next week and maybe I'll have looked it up and can tell you why Busy Phillips is called busy. I'm on the edge of my seat. How can I wait a whole week? All right, Jill, any final remarks? Um, no, always a pleasure. Yeah, uh, have fun getting your eyebrows waxed. Thanks. See you then. See you then.